0: Hey, I hope you enjoy the upcoming content that we'll have for you on today's episode. I think you'll get quite a bit out of it. And know that today's episode is brought to you by the Swim Master Melody Course at successwithmusic.com. If you are in the songwriting game, if you are in the production game, Make sure you understand what it takes to create a melody before you get to mastering and mixing and all that, man. It all starts with a powerful melody. Check it out today. It is absolutely worth the investment. The Swim Master Melody Course at successwithmusic.com. Hey, let's get to the show. this is swim success with music yo how you doing this is walt and this is success with music i am your music coach you're in the store too long shopper your kung fu pillow chopper what's your style yo let's dive in Hey, I hope you guys are good wherever you happen to be listening today, and I appreciate you tuning in as always, and this is Success With Music. If you're new to the program, this is a show about things that are important to the musician, the singer, the songwriter, the the producer, so I invite you to sit back, learn a few things. I like to start off with some uh, fun and interesting things here, so let's get to it. Now, the other day I was talking with a friend of mine and we were talking about recordings on our smart devices and my phone specifically. One of these days, you know, as, as life goes, I will have to go from this life to the next, uh, to the big studio in the sky. And when someone <laughs> inherits inherits my phone, they will have stacks and stacks and loads and loads of voice memos in my sound recording app. And if you're like me and most musicians, you have a ton of little recordings you've been making over time. I have to admit I'm kind of embarrassed about what's on there. I mean, for me these things are like gold because they help me remember little pieces of songs and things like that and and musical ideas. But again, if uh, if someone were just to find my phone and just just kind of go through all the audio clips, you're going to hear some crazy stuff. Beatboxing, Me singing like a lady, like fake mouth guitar solos, if that's a thing, and on and on and on and on. Yeah, it's kind of embarrassing. So again, it sounds like an abject crazy person if you just listen to one recording and the next and the next. But most likely, I am not alone. So I know I sound crazy, but you, (laughs) you probably sound crazy too because you most likely do the same thing as a musician. And so this is kind of the interesting thing for today. Now, the obvious reason for me doing these little recordings and, and you as well, you want to quickly get an idea that you have in your head onto your your phone or your tablet or smart device or whatever. So it makes all the sense in the world to record these little clip. The worst thing, though, is uh, when that idea hits and I'm like in a store, the mall, a grocery store. And I'm trying to keep that beat. I'm trying to keep that little melody or those, those lyrics in my mind. And I keep trying to hum it to myself, hum it to myself. So I whip out my phone and, um, yeah. So I try to, you know, go over to like a little empty aisle in the, uh, the grocery store and be in the corner like, <laughs> and I'm, I'm hoping that <laughs> I'm hoping that no one sees me in the store. So when someone pops up in the aisle, I'm a little embarrassed. So, you know, I got to go to the clearing throat thing. But I go from the song to the clearing throat transition like, uh, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. Let me see where those uh, noodles are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I remember, wait a minute. I'm holding a phone. So this phone is a perfect cover. So there's other times where I break into the conversation. I'm, again, I'm over there singing like, oh, uh, 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 yeah, yeah. Um, yes. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. I don't know what is about those fake conversations on phones. I think maybe I'm, you know, maybe I think I'm fooling the world, but those fake conversations that we have, they're similar to those conversations you have when you call into those automated phone systems or whatever. For English, say yes. Yes. For customer service, say yes. Yes. So that's that's what I feel like I'm doing over in the corner when I'm doing my fake conversation when someone pops into the aisle. Mm Mm-hmm. Yep. I'll be there at four o'clock today. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. And maybe I'm the only one, you know, and it's all good if I am, you know, whatever. But, (laughs) hey, you know, I got to get those. uh, I got to record those little pieces, those little fragments into my phone, man. Those things can be gold. So, hey, I I need to do what I need to do in order to get those things recorded. My, My guess is I am not the only one who does this. Yeah, get at me if you do the same thing. I love to hear your stories about this. All right, so let's let's go ahead and move on over to our main topic for today. And as the title of this episode suggests, we're going to talk about how to make your tracks hotter. Right? I mean, everyone wants the best sound, the best delivery, the best reception for their music. So, just a quick preface. This episode will lean towards how you are producing your music and related techniques. This is not a songwriting show today. If you want to hear about songwriting and you need some tips on composition, check out our episode called Songwriting Secrets from Nashville. Again, that Songwriting Secrets from Nashville. That goes through again the composition of a song. Today we're talking about just the overall sound and how to make the that finished song sound hotter. All right, so let's go to it. I remember when I was working on my first single for my indie artist and we spent countless hours on composing, you know, going through the vocals, doing the recording. I mean, you 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 know how that works, right? Especially when you're really trying to make the best sound. And again, like many of you, I'm kind of a, a perfectionist when it comes to my music, something I'm putting my name on. Right. So I spent way more time than I should have on all parts of the the, the music. So I'm down there doing a lot of editing. I would spend ridiculous amount of time on little on teeny tiny elements, like one little percussion hit that occurs only once in the song. Again, you know, I try to go really, really deep to make sure that the song has a lot of depth. Now, when I was finally finished, I was pretty happy with the outcome. And and it's funny, I'm not sure if you guys have done this before but my computer one of the programs that I play my tracks on it tells you how many time how many times you've listened to a a song my own song I listen to it well over 100 times i mean that sounds kind of ridiculous but again if you're the one creating the song a lot of us we do the same thing you throw your own track on and you listen to it you throw it on again you listen to it and on and on so anyhow when i was finished i was pretty happy with the outcome and felt pretty good about myself, that is, (laughs) that is until I heard a track from another artist. I heard my song, and then I heard a track from another artist. I suddenly realized, after all of that work, the entire sound of my song sounded like spicy trash. I mean, my song sounded like I used the wackest of mics, the worst software, It straight up sounded as if I recorded it in cardboard box studios. Horrible. And the sad thing about it was I was trying to make my sound very professional, but I was way, way off. And again, maybe you've been there. And as a result, I've learned quite a bit since that time. And I want to share three things with you that I believe that will help you push your sound to the next level. Here's the first thing I will say to you about making your tracks sound sound hotter. And I just mentioned it a few moments ago. I listened to another artist's song. So that, that's my first point for you. You need to have a reference track, a piece of music that you can reference and you compare your song to that song. So for instance, I took my artist's music. Once it was all finished, I loaded that song into my digital audio workstation. So I put that on one track and then I went for the, I reached for the stars and I grabbed a Beyonce track. And again, I know I'm I'm pushing it hard here. Beyonce works out of multi-million dollar studios and have, you know, just the greatest producers in the world and gear and everything else. But I wanted to put my song next to hers and figure out where was the difference. So that's the first thing I would suggest to you. Not, necessar- not necessarily a Beyonce song, but I want you to have a reference track. But here's the thing. I mentioned Beyonce because I was working with a female pop artist. As a result, I chose a female pop artist to compare the sound to. So I loaded Beyonce's track up and had her sound go against my artist sound. So my first piece of insight for you is go out and and grab a track that is similar to the genre that you are writing in. Once you found that track, load that track up and do a quick A and B. In other words, go to track A, let's say where your track is, and then track B, where that other artist track is. Keep going back and forth. Now, this is kind of a, a quick aside for you audio files out there. I am a big believer in having really good studio monitors. There's debate about whether you can do monitoring or proper monitoring through headphones. And I don't want to get into the Beats discussion right now, um, Beats by Dre discussion. But the point being is that if you don't have the best monitor setup, If you use the A and B strategy, you at least know where you're aiming. So in other words, let's say your speakers, your headphones, they don't provide a good, full, true range of sound. You can at least pick out those key things within a track that you can compare yours to. More specifically, how deep, rich, and loud the bass is. Check out how crisp the highs are. Check out where the vocals sit in the mix. Listen to how wide it is. So these are just a few things that you're doing with your reference track. I don't even care if you're listening to your song on your phone, on your smartphone speaker. If you hear a lot of bass coming out of that reference track and there's none in yours, even though it's playing on a smartphone, you have a problem. So the point is, it will point you back to things that you need to correct. Now, mind you, that reference track, that is, in essence, someone's version of, Of that genre. So, in other words, how much bass there is, how much, where the vocals sit in the track, that is pretty much a subjective thing. It's just a matter of preference. However, because in this instance, you would choose a track from, let's say, a nationally or globally known artist, you're at least chasing a sound that has been validated worldwide or nationwide. So, you're not necessarily chasing the content of that artist. You're chasing how they put the song together, the overall sound of the track. And that point leads me to the next thing I want to mention in terms of making your track sound hotter. And I want to talk about mastering. I've talked to plenty of musicians over the years, and I've had I had them come to me to help them with their mastering. And and, and you guys may not know this, but I've doubled as a sound engineer for many years, just being behind a board or just doing a lot of uh, mixing and editing, and in this case, we're talking about mastering. So musicians come to me, they have the tracks, they're like, hey, you know what, Walt, I heard you do some mastering. I need you to take this track, make it hot. I want it to be just explosive, man. I want it to sound like X, Y, and Z. And I'm like, okay, you know what? You can bring your completed track to me, and I can do my magic if I can. Sprankle, sprankle. You know, and I throw my audio glitter on there, right? But that <laughs> that's not enough. And again, you know, if, if if a customer comes to me and they want me to master their, their work, I'll do the best job. However, I'm going to say something to you that I want you to really get. Mastering alone cannot take your song and make it phenomenal. That's my opinion. Mastering alone will not magically make your song the best banging track there's ever been. Now, whether you're mastering your own music, and there's an argument about that, and whether you should, or if you send your music off to someone else, again, know that mastering will not miraculously make your music into a masterpiece. Pun intended. Mastering only refines what you've already mixed. Catch that last word. I'm intru- I'm introducing the word mixed. All right. I'll say it one more time. Mastering only refines what you've already mixed. We'll get to that in a moment. But for now, let's go back to the concept of mastering. Mastering, in my mind, let's use an, an analogy here. It's like a car wash. You go in there with your vehicle. There's cleaning, there's polishing, and there's removal of dirt and grime. It just kind of makes your that car wash just kind of makes things pop. Right. What goes in on one side comes out the other side a bit cleaner and prettier. However. There is no radical transformation between the two ends of the car wash. In other words, a dented, scratched up Toyota will not exit the car wash as a gleaming 7 Series BMW. It did not go in with those characteristics it will not come out with them many musicians feel that they can just take any old kind of track throw it into mastering and magically it's a seven series if I'm going to use my example you have to put the proper thing into the mastering tunnel (laughs) as it were in order for it to come out in better shape you have to start with a good foundation so where does that leave us I said it already The magic actually happens in the mixing of your music. The mixing. Now, mixing is the relationship of sound within a particular piece of music. Where the vocals are placed in the mix, and I alluded to this at the beginning, that's why I had you listen to a reference track. Where are the vocals in the mix? How did you EQ that guitar? Is there distinction for the instruments? Do they all bleed together? How is your panning being done? Is everything dead center? Is everything way too wide? The point is, if you want a hot track, I mean really hot track, take your mind off of mastering. Focus all of your effort, your energy, your studying on the mixing. Forget about just doing a down and dirty mix and just shipping it off to mastering. It won't solve your problems. Now, let's move into my final point here. And I just touched on it a second ago. Let's take the things that happen within your mix. Let's make sure we have some focus here. Number one, be very careful about effects in your music. If you're using a digital audio workstation, be careful not to overload on all of the plugins for effects, you know, all the reverb and delay and things like that. Be, be careful with that. Now, some of this is going to be subjective. It, it will be genre specific. Certain genres will call for you to use certain types of effects. If you're doing some experimental things, of course, there are no rules, but you still want to be very careful not to overdo the effects for each track, because once they all come together and they're shipped off to mastering, those effects are kind of merged with the overall music and may ruin the whole ride. So just be careful about putting way too much in there. Next, be careful about using way too many tracks. You want to be careful that you're just not using like 30 guitars and 50 synthesizers, 42 cowbells. And I get it. Some of you are aware of the uh, the concept of the wall of sound. But again, you want to be very careful about where that limit is. So just be careful not to use too much and get too busy in the song. And just a quick nod to that songwriting secrets from Nashville episode if you have too much going on, you may take away from your melody. You may take away from those memorable elements in a song if you're cramming way too much there. Next thing, let's talk about EQ. Be careful about boosting everything with your EQ. So for instance, if you want your kick drum the bang, be careful about taking the left side of your EQ and just jamming it to the ceiling. Do very small increases in certain parts of the EQ band. So as I just mentioned, if you want your kick drum to bang, maybe punch up the 60 Hertz area of your EQ by two decibels, maybe three decibels. What's preferred is if you actually reduce on the EQ. So in other words, reduce the frequencies that are not prevalent or that you don't want to be prevalent with that kick drum. But within the song, if you're just boosting and boosting and boosting and boosting, you're saying, Hey, I can't hear this. Boost it. Hey, I can't hear this. Boost it. Hey, the cymbals need to be shinier. Boost it what's going to happen is you're going to wind up with everything being to the ceiling and it's just going to run together like a massive mess. Next thing, watch your compression. Sure, you want to make sure that your vocals are not spiking and going down way low. You want to make sure that your guitars are are fairly even and they're not just just poking in and out of the mix. But too much compression within the song removes a lot of the life. There's no breathing room. It doesn't allow it to have those natural dynamics. And even if you're doing electronic music, you may not use the word natural with electronic music, but I believe that even with electronic music, the music can still breathe a bit. Meaning, let's say your verses are down just a bit and then your choruses are just are up just a bit. Maybe your bridge gets even bigger. But if you have the compression just squeezing everything and squeezing your kick and squeezing your percussion and squeezing other instruments, you will have this nasally squished sound that is devoid of any kind of meaningful dynamics. Now for these things I mentioned to you today, having a reference track, doing your proper mixing, with your mixing, making sure that you're not going too far with the sound effects, not having too many tracks, watch how you EQ, be careful how you're using compression. These things will actually create a better overall sound for your music. Do a little homework, watch a few videos on mixing, Look at how other people apply effects. Look how, look at how people use compression. Look at how people use EQ. Observe how people use reverb or delay the timing for it. All right, so let's transition to our tip for this podcast. And actually, I want to jump back to the very first thing we talked about today, those voice memos or those uh, recording clips that may be stored on your phone. And today's tip is sponsored by me, Walt, your music coach. Listen, the podcast only allows for a short session where I try to provide some value for you as a musician, things you can think about, things you can work on, things, again, that will help you be more successful. However, having me out to your school, your college conference or workshop will allow for us to interact I can answer questions in real time. I can go into a lot greater depth on things like how to make money writing music for commercials, music production, some of the things that we talked about today, songwriting, and a lot more. Hey, to have me come out, send a message to ask at successwithmusic.com. And also, if you're looking for a panelist or a music industry guest, I am your guy. Again, send a request to ask at successwithmusic.com. Again, that's ask at successwithmusic.com. All right, so let's get to that tip. At the top of the show, I talked about having a phone crammed with a pile of recording clips. And if you're like me, you record your audio on your phone or tablet. And of course, go back to listen to these pieces at a different time to get some ideas or to preserve ideas. Who knows? You may find inspiration for something great. So I encourage you to make these recordings on your smart device. I say this because we all have peaks and valleys for creativity. And I'm learning that more and more as I stay around music. So when things are not flowing for you as a musician, you don't have those creative ideas. It's always great to be able to pull out some song that you have or some song idea that you have stored on your smart device. These old recordings can help tremendously. So a thought about this, and here's where our tip is. Make sure you label your recordings. And don't just let your smart device label your recordings. For instance, new recording, number 65. Instead, put notes in the title. So save that recording as, for instance, pop song melody, trap concept, intro chord progression, love song idea, or whatever. The point is, give yourself a helping hand by being more descriptive in your titles. So when you're pressed for a musical idea, you can quickly scroll through your phone or a smart device and find that inspiration that you came up with prior. Now, let's take this one step further. A good music friend of mine took this concept to new levels. And quite frankly, I've yet to explore these levels, but I'll share it with you. He said that he downloads all of these audio clips that we're talking about, and he organizes them on folders on his main computer. So he has subcategories. He has folders for like certain genres of music, tempo, the lyric folder, the melody line folder, and so on. You don't have to go this far into it, but honestly, it's a good idea. Now, remember, it only takes one great concept to change things. Who knows? Maybe that concept is buried somewhere on your smart device. So make sure it's easy to find. And when you do, (laughs) you'll be more successful as a musician. Yo, I appreciate you spending the time with me as always. I seriously want to hear from you. Make sure you send me a message to ask at successwithmusic.com. I'll put your question on the air. And who knows, if I do put your question on the air, I may just send you a copy of the book, Jingle Money, free. So there's a little incentive for you. So go ahead and send me your questions to ask at successwithmusic.com. So there's the music. It's time for me to roll, but hey, do me a huge favor. This podcast is completely free, awesome knowledge. All I ask is you write a review, help a dude out, all right? And check us out next week So make sure you subscribe to this podcast So this awesome voice Can greet you next week With infinite music knowledge You feel me? Of course you do This just gets old I know there's gotta be A better way for me In this life in my dream Here's to a